Oracle chosen as TikTok tech partner, but deal? It's unclear. And YouTube takes on TikTok, too. It's Monday, September 21st, 2020. All of that's coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 421 of Brave Ad World. New consumers. New media. New strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 421 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wickard, and we have a lot to get through this week, mostly just one big story, and that is the sale of TikTok. So let's dive right into it and just start by ByteDance has chosen Oracle to take over TikTok's US operations. But as with anything with all of this, it's not as simple as it looks. If anything, The future of TikTok and its US-based partner, it's probably as unclear as it's ever been. So Oracle is being dubbed TikTok's, quote, trusted tech partner, unquote. And this happened the very same week that it was going to face a ban in the United States. The announcement also comes about a month after President Trump ordered the sale of TikTok from Chinese to US interests or face a ban, citing national security concerns as the reason. And the concern mostly was around that TikTok could be forced to share data on U.S. users should the Chinese government request it, a concern that TikTok emphatically rejected. That announcement, however, it led to a long line of potential U.S. buyers ranging from Microsoft to Walmart, even Twitter was floated out there as an option. Well, Oracle came out on top with a deal that it would be taking a minority stake of an unclear size and would operate a separate entity within the larger TikTok business, while ByteDance would continue to manage the algorithm and develop applications from China. Now, that is a far cry from what President Trump wanted, so as the week progressed, they tried to sweeten the deal, and they updated it with a new term sheet to with the deal giving Oracle and Walmart a 60% stake in U.S. operations for a company called TikTok Global that would go public in the United States. That, at the time, however, didn't appear to be enough yet. The Trump administration responded with an announcement that starting Sunday, September 20th, the day I'm recording this, TikTok and WeChat would be banned from U.S. app stores. It also would require internet hosting services from enabling, quote, the functioning or the optimization, unquote, of apps. Then the president, President Trump, reversed course yet once again when he stated that he approved of the deal, quote, in concept, unquote. So this is obviously very fluid with no real policy substance behind it, which makes it incredibly fluid. So time is going to tell what actually happened. Looking at the deal as it stands, it's clear the Trump administration didn't get what it wanted. Most TikTok assets, including the algorithm, they stay in the hands of ByteDance. So as much as security was claimed to be an issue here, clearly that's not the case. Trump accomplished really nothing of substance with this deal. ByteDance, on the other hand, they fared pretty well. Oracle was a black horse option in the bidding war. I think myself included, we all thought 
it was going to go to Microsoft. But Oracle's leadership, it's been close with the Trump administration in the past, and that may have helped Oracle's case in signing a deal with TikTok because being friends with Trump, it's been shown to come with some benefits. But Oracle also pursued a deal that was just more appealing to ByteDance in general. Unlike Microsoft, Oracle didn't pursue ownership of a separate company. That's what Microsoft was pursuing. It was pursuing a clear acquisition. Oracle was pursuing what's essentially a a partnership. TikTok remains largely in control of its platform. Now, Oracle, they provide backend support. They get a boost to their cloud computing services. And that's really not the deal Trump wanted when he stated that TikTok would potentially be banned a month ago. And yet, here we are. Time is still going to tell if the Treasury Department ultimately approves the deal. But like I said, right now, President Trump's saying he approves of it in concept, unquote, uh, even though really not much was accomplished here at all. Uh, For Microsoft, this is probably a blessing in disguise. In losing the bidding war, Microsoft continues to avoid Washington scrutiny that is facing other tech platforms, which are mostly like that scrutiny is pretty much focused on Facebook, Amazon, Apple, and Google. But Microsoft also avoids getting caught in the quagmire that is content creation. Uh, My dog is losing his mind. Uh, Microsoft avoids getting caught in content moderation. And that's a battle that every social platform is fighting. And and more often than not, they're probably losing. So if it acquired TikTok, that would have been Microsoft's mess. So here we are, a partner is chosen, but the saga that is the TikTok acquisition, it's not over yet. All right, with that out of the way, a lot to go through on that one. Let's just talk about YouTube. And again, TikTok related. So if imitation is the most sincerest form of flattery than TikTok, they should be feeling probably pretty good about themselves. YouTube is joining Instagram and rolling out a TikTok clone of its own, YouTube Shorts. Shorts, it lets users make these 15-second videos set to one of hundreds of thousands of tracks. Content for Shorts appears on the YouTube homepage in a de- dedicated Shorts section. So again, it's it's TikTok within the YouTube environment. Now, Shorts is in testing in India. And the reason this is a smart choice is because TikTok doesn't have a presence there. One thing that isn't clear, however, is there's no word on when Shorts is going to expand to other countries. Now, you'll remember Instagram, they recently rolled out a TikTok clone of their own called Reels, which has received probably a less than positive response, but it is gaining some traction among users. For some reason, a TikTok clone feels more appropriate on YouTube. It is a video entertainment platform, and TikToks are just short, entertaining videos. That being said, YouTube has a big hurdle. Whenever YouTube tries to do something that's not what you know YouTube for, uh, it has a hard time getting users to adopt it. So now YouTube has to train users to upload a different kind of content to its platform platform, and then get users to expect it and go there to watch it. This isn't why users go to YouTube, so it needs to see if it can train them to think of it differently for shorts to be successful. Okay, that's it for the week's main story. So now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that I didn't discuss earlier. So 
Let's start with Snap. Snap is starting to bring ads to minis. Those are those lightweight third-party apps built on HTML5 that integrate into chats. The apps are essentially smaller versions of bigger apps meant for promotion and quick utility. Minis, they were introduced in June and currently there are six available, including one from Headspace focused on meditation, one for flashcards, and so on. So with a few months under the belt, Snap now wants to bring ads to Minis. The key though to integrating ads is going to be maintaining Minis lightweight functionality and speed. Ads that bog that down, they're going to drag Minis down with them. Facebook Messenger is getting a watch together feature that allows users to view Facebook watch content with family and friends using Messenger Group's video calls feature. Users need to enter a messenger room and then open the watch together feature. From there, they can just select content and start watching together. It's the feature, it's just yet another answer to creating more social connectedness through technology as the COVID-19 pandemic continues. Now, currently there are 150 million video calls taking place and 200 million videos are sent on Messenger every day. So I'd say there's probably a market for this feature. Speaking of Facebook, Facebook failed to convince the federal court in Australia that in Australia that it does not carry out business in the country after it was sued by the Australian government in March for breaching the privacy of 300,000 citizens during the Cambridge Analytica scandal. The lawsuit argued that Facebook repeatedly breached privacy law. Facebook argued that it didn't carry out business in Australia at the time of the scandal. Well, that argument has been rejected by the court, and that means Facebook may face a sizable fine for the breach. Not sure if that's sizable for Facebook standards, but a sizable fine. Facebook gaming streamers now have access to copyrighted music as part of their live streams in the background thanks to a new negotiation with music labels. The move, it's a bit of a kind of look what we can do one since Twitch streamers received DMCA takedown notices in June because of music on their streams. A 6,600-word memo written by a fired Facebook data scientist alleged Facebook ignored evidence that the platform had been used to sway public opinion and manipulate elections worldwide. The memo argues that the employee was fired for raising concerns about the findings. Uh, She also stated that she turned down a severance package that stipulated that signing a non-disparagement agreement. It's one employee's perspective, but it certainly lines up pretty well with other questionable decisions we've seen in the past made by Facebook's leadership. Twitch is running a test that places mid-roll ads on streams uninitiated by streamers. The ads, they run picture-in-picture, so they don't necessarily get away, get in the way of content, but they do not come with an announcement. That, they they simply just start. Users who pay to subscribe to Twitch, they're not going to receive the ads. This test, though, it's significant because up until now, users, streamers, could control when mid-roll ads would run. That's not the case with these and the Twitch community is not happy about it. Apple's continuing to focus on subscription services as hardware sales sort of start to take a backseat. Now, it just launched a new line of subscription bundles for its TV, music, news, cloud, and all new fitness class services for $29.95 per month. That's a $50 value if subscribed to separately. The service is called Apple One, and it's one of three different bundles the company is offering to get users bought into its service ecosystem. There's another one for $14.95 that has cloud, music, TV, and games. Then there's a family plan that includes the same services for $19.95 per month, 
for your whole family. The announcement came alongside new product reveals for its Apple Watch and iPad. And lastly, we have Facebook. They held their annual VR conference, which included the introduction of the Oculus Quest 2, an update to its standalone VR headset with improved performance, lighter build, and higher res visuals. It also unveiled Infinite Office. This is a VR feature that lets users create a virtual office environment and then work in it. The announcement showed just how invested Facebook is in the long-term future of VR. All right. That's it for episode 421 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, I do want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments. Let me know you what you like. Let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. It helps me know what, know what you think and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at T Wickert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.